I'm, All right. Hello. All right. I feel better about this. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Where do we leave off? Um, just bring us into the CR Pies Freelancers matchup. Then. Yeah, just don't. Maybe Craig goes, I'm here. That'd be good. Well, I'll, I'll cut it off. There. Just like straight up. Yeah. Here I am. I'm here. I'm so, here. Craig. So organic. Thanks uh, for joining. Well, yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Craig's here. Welcome back to the Dynasty Time podcast, week 11 recap. Scott here along with Dan. What's happening? Let's do this. Let's do this. We are on time and ready to go and not waiting for anyone. <laughs> uh, we might have a guest that joins us at some point tonight, but in the meantime, let's get straight into the week that was week 11 and the high score of the week. Jutane Clan, David Elster comes in hot with 151.9, beating NWO. And Jutane Clan has clinched a playoff spot, I believe. What a showing. Zero points from Robert Woods and puts down 152 points. Yeah, so Elster texted me right about the time that the Rams game was starting. And he was, he was on a plane. He's like, I can't get Wi-Fi to actually go to any website. Is there anybody to swap out Robert Woods? And I was like, nah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> like, one, no. And two, you're about to have the high score. And he's like, really? I don't believe you. I'm like, just yeah. trust me. <laughs> yeah, he literally, I mean, yeah, he had no one on his roster that he could have even put in. So he no. would have had to drop someone who hadn't played yet and yeah. then pick someone up, which I don't even think that was possible either. No, because all the other players had played on yeah, his bench. And he's not dropping. So. I think maybe Aaron Jones, he could have dropped because he's on yeah. bye, but he's not dropping Aaron Jones. No, but something called DJ Shark. Shark? Sharky? Shark? Scored 26 points. Baby so Shark. Good. I like how that guy scored 26.4 points and their whole team only scored 13 points. <laughs> that is awesome. That's impressive. Two didn't touchdowns. You have, didn't you have Debo Samuel at some point? I did. He had 17.4. He was I mean, my you're boy. doing just fine, let's be honest. But, wow. Yeah. What a team. By, I mean, Elster. I don't, I, we'd have to go back to the beginning of the season, but I don't think anybody called out Dutang Clan. I gave him props after the New Year hit, which was pretty early in the season. Those Jews over there are really lighting it up, though. He was fifth on the odds, but, yeah. Well, the odds, I mean. He I'm had two first, like our preseason podcast where we actually tried. Oh yeah, he had your, two first. Your season. odds, no offense, are just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, they're not great. <laughs> um, Blue thirty-two and NWO. I like NWO. how I said no offense before I said that. Yeah. Uh, so NWO scores eighty points. Yeah, you suck right now, Logan. Uh, but thanks for joining us last week, Steve. Steve from Akron. Uh, Josh Allen scores thirty-seven point thirty-six point four points for half him. Half of his team is Josh Allen. Sadness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So moving on, uh, Brothers Mendez almost had the high score of the week. Oh, give me that 10 so bucks. So close. Could not get the 10 bucks. Uh, 149 and a very 
important and impressive win over Sea City Boston. I needed it badly in the, the home stretch here. You wouldn't let me swap out the Steelers defense for the Saints, but uh, no mind that the Steelers have been played on Thursday. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, another 25 points. And we have some noise because I don't know what Craig is doing. <laughs> Craig? Is he there? Oh, he's he's not there anymore. He'll come back. Um, yeah, solid week all around for Mendez. Calvin Ridley coming up big. Your wide receivers finally did their thing. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's huge. I'll take it. Must win game against a really good team. Same thing this week. Yeah. Only I play a really bad team. So we'll see. A couple, couple of buy challenges out there for both of us. But I'm feeling pretty good after that. I would feel better if I got the 10 bucks. But if I had to lose to somebody, the Jews, I'm fine with that. That's good. Give the Jews their money. <laughs> Craig is the loudest podcast guest we've ever had. Um, what are you talking out. about? Oh, there I'm is. right here. Wait, it doesn't even show you're in yeah, the room. You said you left. Here I am. I'm here. <laughs> I'm so, hey, Craig. So organic. <laughs> Thanks uh, for joining. Well, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Craig's here. 58 uh, minutes late. Craig with, yeah. a, with an eight and three record beats freelancers this week. And Ezekiel Elliott puts up his points. Not Ezekiel as much Elliott. as Christian, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, it's such a sore subject for me still, but the for approach, you. <laughs> the, the, the idea and whether or not you thought about this or not, I guess I'll give you credit for doing this or thinking about this, but Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys are going to be playing meaningful games the entire season. All, I mean, they're, what, six and four leading the division? What a shit division. But he will be relevant every single week of the season. Christian McCaffrey definitely will not be now. And as someone who owns this guy in a PPR league where I'm in second place right now, that really scares me come playoff time. So yeah. I will give you credit for thinking about it that way if, in fact, you did. Still, I'm going to give you shit every single time for that pick. But so far, I think you'd be maybe nine and two if you didn't have him. Eight and three, whatever your fucking first place. So, nope, second place. Ooh, oh, that's gonna hurt. It's all good. Ouch. Um, I caught more balls last year too, and then I was hoping McCaffrey would get hurt at some point this year. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> to the guy who's never been hurt, McCaffrey's like historically yeah. never been injured in his entire career, like going back to like high school. So maybe, oh. maybe you were betting on the. It's bound to happen. He plays football for God's sake. Yeah. He's probably gonna break a femur before the end of the year here. Uh, shout out to Sophia, broken tibia. Our niece, Sophia. No uh, way. <laughs> what? Apparently. Playing soccer. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what I heard yesterday. Holy shit. Um, so, anyway, freelancers not quite uh, eliminated as far as I can tell. But he's pretty much done. Uh, if we go back to Badger Pride, what a scary little game this was. As Tyler Boyd did nothing, Tyree Kill got oh. hurt in like the first drive. OJ Howard like dropped a ball and got benched. Um, so it got a little scary there at the end, but we pulled it out. How the hell? I didn't even notice. You had two zeros and a 1.5, <laughs> yes. and you still won by 21. Tyreek Hill pulled up short on, like, the second play of the game. Like, oh, Unbelievable. boy. Unbelievable. 
But Patty Mahomes didn't do much, which hurt me in my other league, which I almost tied. I was literally tied with like a minute left. And then Mike Williams threw a freaking or caught a 50 yard bomb. But, you know, what are you going to do? Man. Yeah, your team's still sitting there pretty damn good going in. I mean, Dak has been awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm happy for that, dude. I'm happy. Um, Jerry, pay up. Jerry, if you're listening, pay up. So you're still throwing. You're still throwing Tyler Boyd out there, though. I mean, I traded like, for him. Traded so I'm for hot him. committed. God, I mean that guy. Every week they're like, oh, "Well, nobody else is there." AJ <laughs> Green's still hurt, so that he just yeah. He hasn't had more than ten points since week five. So I say that as great. I wait for as I wait for AJ Green to come back mm. for the. Oh. I don't think it's gonna matter. In Cincinnati, um, yeah, primetime, I believe, is the only team that is currently eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, Green Hell goes to 9-2 and two with an unimpressive win over Blue 32, a rough loss for Brian. Oh. Uh, to drop to 5-6 and six and is now in, in trouble a little bit. Yeah. I thought he was going to win. Yeah, just couldn't until, pull it out. Until Stefan Diggs caught the 50-yard bomb. <laughs> yeah. That um, was pretty big. But it was from Kirk Cousins, who's, who's yeah, quarterback. So it, yeah, so it kind of minimized it, but still. In our, I mean, I guess in not just our league, in most leagues, the when it's, when it's like that, the team with the wide receivers typically getting the benefit over the quarterback. Yeah. So that's, that's rough. And what's interesting about the green hell, I mean, he's got Goff and Mayfield. Like, he's going to have to continue to make this decision every single week. And as you notice this week, Goff, who he started, scored seven points. And Mayfield, who he didn't start, scored 24. I mean, if he makes that one swap, this looks like a dominant, really good win. But he's going to have to make that decision every single week, which is going to be interesting. Week one of the playoffs as the one seed, probably. Yeah, that is that is not a fun decision. He's still throwing out TJ Hawkinson, so mm-hmm. might have some issues on the tight end position. Just a committed Lions fan over there. Well, and his wide receivers. Oof. How is he nine and two? He's been putting up big points. Delvin yeah. Cook, because I took yeah. Joe Mixon instead. <laughs> um, no. This is Greenhouse' first win since 2011 over Blue 32. So. Whoa. Big win there. Four in a row from Blue like high 32. School Pretty much. <laughs> um, moving on to the last two games here. Birds of Prey, who was on quite a streak, put up an egg here with only the Kansas City defense putting up double digits for him as <laughs> Ultimate Warriors uh, wins with 93 points. A lot of zeros being played. Jordan Howard and Austin Hooper putting up zeros for the Warriors. Uh, Austin Hooper, yeah, that is interesting. Uh, both of those guys were ruled out before yeah. the week. Do we have a, an issue? Well, now, now Marlon Max out. Oh, I'm actually, he? I can't. I'm. What happened there? Because I mean, he won, but Jordan Howard and Austin Hooper were definitely both ruled out by Saturday. Actually, Hooper was ruled out last. Yeah, early Hooper in the week was, ruled he was out put on IR. I play him next week. Let's not bring it up. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, though. He wants to play Jordan Howard. Unbelievable. But um, he yeah, escaped. Yeah, I am less worried about that this year. Um, but, yeah, maybe I'll have a word with him tomorrow. 
at the office. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, Birds of Prey still alive, but a disappointing loss there. Uh, Bobby FC stays alive as well, moves to yeah. four and seven, and One, he's just two, a game three, out. Four. Yeah. Um, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It is crazy. He's counting over there. I mentioned this last week. <laughs> well, I'm going down the standings. <laughs> the standings. I mean, oh, okay. This could be the year that a six and seven team gets in. Yeah. Based like on he... the tiebreaker, which is points four. Who do you play next week? Who do yeah. I play? Yeah. I play. We, we play the last week. Yes, I play the team who's the worst team. Um, Prime, Prime time. time. Oh. Yeah. You're a so fifty point favorite right now. Naturally, he'll put up one fifty three. But <laughs> yeah, I think if you get to six wins, you're in. Not not guaranteed. No, there's gonna be there's gonna be there's gonna be multiple guys tied at seven and six and six and seven when it's all said and done. So I, yeah. it might be one tiebreaker team getting in at six and seven. Well, I'm just be- trying to position myself not to play you in the first round. Yeah, that would be a good decision. <laughs> honestly, I mean i I was looking at this, of course, feeling sorry for myself. I got a lot of luck this week. I'm not gonna feel sorry for myself. I I have three teams I needed to lose did lose. Two played each other, but. Um, yeah, I think I'm third or fourth in points for and, and first in points against. So I feel if I get in, I have a chance. Like, I'm fine being the eight seed playing against Green Hell. Sorry, Laugh, but he's going to have to decide between those quarterbacks, like I mentioned. You know, there's no way Derrick Henry's going to come up big for him, let's be honest. So I don't know. There's a lot of jockeying here. And Bobby yeah. 4 and 7 is still alive. Still alive. With Lamar, you never know. If he gets in the playoffs, you never know what's going to happen there. So next, right now we have Greenhill, CR Pies, and Jutan Clan have clinched. If my math is correct, uh, myself yes. and C City can clinch with a win, or some other stuff probably. Um, everybody else is kind of all over the place right now. So everybody but Primetime is officially still in, although freelancers and misfits are probably not. Right. So, there yeah. You go. I mean, six and seven is definitely still in play. And I think I looked at this with just the matchups left with some of the five and six teams playing each other. It is possible that a six and seven team will get in. Yeah. So, Birds of Prey versus NWO will be a yeah. big one. Uh, Blue 32 and Bobby FC. Whoever loses that game is probably out. Well, for sure. Well, for, yeah. sure for Bobby. Um, I'm going up against Jutane Clan. So I, I don't feel comfortable yet. Um, but yeah, wow. good stuff. It's a it's an exciting playoff race this year. As we but, talked about last week, this year has been pretty pretty exciting actually. That that extra win from Jutain Clan honestly is big because his points for are very low. Twelve forty two. Yeah, two hundred like, points less than Craig. Right, which is really which is really low. So that was a huge win getting to eight. Because I mean, for you, Scott, even if you are C City loses the next two games we should and you have okay, seven maybe. and six you'll yeah. probably be okay with the points for tiebreaker yeah. um but yeah it's it's interesting to kind of look at that that's huge i can't believe looking at that team that he's up there but you know it is what it is do we get he to the it. recap do we miss one I, I think that's the recap i don't think we missed it bobby fc yeah lamar yeah, jackson bobby. that's fun Mark Jackson's fun. He's he's gonna maybe win MVP this uh, year. He's unbelievable. Yeah, like he is unbelievable. He's crazy. Um, yeah. Anything else on week eleven? Colin Kaepernick worked out. 
kind of. Oh, sorry. Not going there? I mean, I would <laughs> be great. With how bad some of these quarterbacks are in the league, I'm I mean, shocked yeah. that this guy's not on a team. Like, I don't even care if, like, starting whatever, but, like, holy shit, something's going on there. I mean, the Lions are starting well, Jeff Driscoll, whoever that is. Although he's looked okay. <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah. But a team like the Lions, maybe, like, this was probably more relevant, like, two weeks ago before the season was, like, officially over for a lot of teams. But, like, a couple of weeks ago, I feel like some teams could have tried to get him to, like, rejuvenate. Some, I mean, especially an AFC team where an under 500 team might get in. I don't know. Or if an 8-8 eight eight team might get in. I don't know. It's, it's crazy to me. But that, they're, they're questioning if he even well, wants I, to play. I, he, yes. It's impossible yeah. to know. Is he, was he just trying to do this, to stick to the NFL one more time, get more attention? I don't blame him if he is because fuck the NFL. But, like, it's pretty obvious now that his career is over. So, that's fun. Yeah, but you know what's not over? I don't have a transition to this. I just wanted to point out a few things quickly. Um, And this is dedicated to Ultimate Warriors and Paul, who complain all the time about the website. Um, Yes, there are a lot of tabs. I've tried to clean it up a little bit. I've been made fun of for having like three home buttons. We got rid of one. So congratulations, Paul. You win that one. Uh, But I did want to point out the reports page has two new reports that are kind of fun to look at. Uh, There's a head-to-head report and an all-play report. So it's an easy way to look at other teams around the league. So it's kind of fun. I like it. Yeah. Head-to-head. Click on those. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Easy way to look at who's doing what. I mean, the site is only an issue when I make a bad roster decision. It's funny how that works. (laughs) Right? You know? Oh, this is great. The head-to-head report. Isn't it kind of cool? Right? Um, So you can see of all the teams. So Craig, right off the bat, you can just tell. He's lost to Jutang and Green Green Hell. Interesting. The other top four teams. I've really... I've really cleaned up yeah. on the bottom part of the league. You haven't, huh? played, you haven't played down to your competition, so that's good. Wow, I've really struggled with the top teams. Oh, NC City, yeah. So the top four teams, you've lost to three of them. Nice job. Yeah. I beat you, though. We're not going to talk about that. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to point that out. The site is great, and we love it. So back off. Um, also, the Fantasy Survivor is still going on. I'm still alive. None of you guys are. I can't believe I got that. Uh, Jutang Clan, Green Hell, and Badger Pride are the three left. Jutang Clan is still in? <laughs> well, the week that they had 54 points, they had immunity. So, Ugh. there you go. The only one Very paying exciting. attention to that. <laughs> I love the Fantasy Survivor. I think but it's hey, fun. You, that's why you're the commissioner, that's, man. That's why I'm winning. You are just I think on top fun. of it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so a couple topics that we thought we'd briefly talk about with Craig on the line. Uh, Dan and I were texting or slacking earlier. I don't quite remember the topic. So, Dan, do you? <laughs> well, one thing, Craig. Were we slacking privately? Were, were we slacking privately? Is so it's kind of funny because I, I don't know yeah. where to talk to Dan anymore because we normally have texted but then we G-chatted for a while, and then we started the Slack, so we started slacking. So we have different conversations in different places. We also have, point. like, group texts with our wives. 
Like, <laughs> I think I started one with you and Wit only when I was like in Chicago once. There's like just very confusing. way too much. I don't know how to connect you. Man, fucking 2019, yeah. am I right? <laughs> Everybody should be slacking individually, obviously. It's that's important how, for your health. should be done. All right, what's so the topic? <laughs> the topic that I brought up last week on the podcast? Did you listen? Uh, yeah. Yes, of okay. course. So we were talking, started, starting to talk about keepers. Oh, yeah, I am you, curious you, what you were laughing at. Yeah, well, we can oh, talk about so that in a funny. minute. This but is a very deep... serious podcast. Logan was just very oh, he's funny. nuts. Yeah, yeah, he's much funnier than me. He is a he is a funny man. Or was it Steve? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but no, the the whole the DPs. whole topic around the second developmental player keepers in general. If you have any thoughts, but just you know, adding a second developmental player, but then also imposing limits on how long you can keep somebody, just changes up a little bit, gives you more options to rebuild, while not being able to keep a guy for his entire career. Yeah, I like the idea. I, I haven't really thought about it too much, even though I should have. Um, I like the idea of limits on the limits on how long you can keep them. I still need to understand and like the whole second DP. I don't know if I'm sold on that. I don't quite understand it. Um, I just I get my nervousness is in regards to I think what you guys talked about last week, which is taking more people out of the pool for the draft. There's so many, and I, I think that comes back to how many keepers you have in general. But and I think it was brought up when you guys were talking about trading before the draft, which I'm I really don't like that idea at all because. Yeah, because then people are not going back in the draft and they're just getting shifted to different teams. I just don't think that's cool. I just don't like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, so to, um, just to the first point, I think, yes, it's possible that the second developmental player will reduce the 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 draft pool. But remember, those are rookie or second-year players that have played three or less games on your roster. So we're not exactly talking about talent that's going in the first half of our draft anyway. I guess for me, for me, the draft is, is, has never been a problem and will never be a problem because I like more of a dynasty style anyway. I just think the benefit of allowing teams to kind of rebuild with some more rookie keepers is kind of where I'm going with it. And as we go into the super flex era, drafting those later round quarterbacks, think Gardner, Minshew, whoever else, and actually being able to DP them for a year would actually help some bad teams maybe rebuild quicker which I think is, is good would, for a competitive balance in the league. Would we ever consider, and I don't know if I brought this up last week, would we ever consider like getting rid of a one-year keeper and replacing her with the DP? And so essentially what you're doing is keeping the keeper situation, but also I feel like that would almost make it easier for the bad teams to rebuild because the good teams can't quite stay on top then you're only then you're only keeping two players true yeah i mean yeah it's not really keeping anymore yeah yeah never mind bad idea well honestly i don't think it's a bad idea though because i i guess for me i i don't like the idea because i want more keepers period and i think the 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 blandest way to add an additional keeper is making it a developmental player right as opposed to adding a single or another single or another multi-year so that's where my approach is Having said that, the way that I look at keepers or the way that I want to look at keepers going forward is more as a vehicle of rebuilding and 
sort of getting teams to be more competitive. For me, that's actually a bigger deal than the the one year. So I don't hate that, but I don't know. I, I guess I would be interested in, I mean, maybe you go to, uh, yeah, I, I would be open to that a little bit, but I think to me, it's just adding one gives you that extra option, that extra thing to think about. Like I said, also last week, you you move up the round. So instead of it being a 14 and a 13, yes. it's now an 11 and a 10 for the first year. I, and then if you keep a guy the second time, it's now a nine and a seven. Or it's like it has to be dramatic so that you can't just always keep two developmental players. But if you really believe in Gardner Minshew or fucking who's your quarterback, Driscoll, I don't know, somebody like that. He's old now, I think. But it gives you the option to do that. And then but you still have to think about it a little bit for an eleven and a nine if you want to keep them for two years, as opposed to a fourteen and a thirteen. But, do you, I mean, even when you say 11 and 9, I mean, think about who you pick in the 11th round. Well, I mean, sometimes it's like defenses nobody. who are the top scorers in the league. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean. I just, yeah, I would just, I agree that it does need to be higher picks. Maybe, like, the first one is a low one and the second one is a higher one. Um, and I just think, I just don't know what that round is, but I do think it needs to be higher. And I think that's one of the things I've learned over the years is that, Really, out after like the fourth round, the I mean, really, you only have so many impact picks in the draft, and then after that, it really just becomes you know you're all depth guys. You're just trying to find somebody. So losing a tenth or eleventh round pick is really not a big deal at all, especially for the um, teams that have but good I, keepers. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against the DP. I just, I mean, I don't know yeah. where I'd go right I now. Almost I almost wonder if they yeah. if we. Yeah, I need to think a little creatively about this one, right? And if there's different ways to do it. Um, do we have a final um, result of the poll? That's yet? a great segue. Uh, we do, kind of. So we had 13, uh, 13 owners respond. I won't call out the one who didn't. <laughs> it's not either of you. Um and Google Drive is hard to get to. But here I go. So the first thing is the Superflex. Everybody wants to know what's happening there. The big reveal. Uh, we are going to move forward with the Superflex. Um, <laughs> surprise. So three people were against it. T- ten were for Ooh. it. Um, so I think that's majority enough. And I think the person that didn't respond would have said yes based on my conversations with that person so i feel pretty good about that the lineup situation is awfully interesting we had three people vote for the eight starters position five people vote for nine starters flex and super flex and five people vote for nine starters with three wide receivers so so replacing the flex with the super flex Correct. Yeah. Um, Out of transparency, I voted for the move to two wide receivers. So you have a flex and a super flex. But I'm curious. I guess we can start with Craig. What did you vote for? Even though I know. And same as you. um, And what are your thoughts there? Because so I think at this point, with only three people voting for the eight, I think that's probably out. Um, 
Sorry, Dan, but I just think, uh, yeah, what do you think, Craig? I just think the more flexibility you have with the positions, the better, I think the better, the more fun it is, you know? So you're not just, I have to play a wide receiver, even though it's worked out for me this year to be able to say you can play a running back wide receiver, a tight end in that flex position, I think is great. It just opens up more options, especially when you're struggling to grab people off of waivers and whatnot. So, so yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple. I mean, that's kind of where my head's at. And I'm on record every week now saying as many flexes as we can gives people more ability to build their team the way they want. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at. I also think it's interesting to me how much pushback there was a little bit on the super flex because of the decision-making was going to be too easy. But then if you put the third wide receiver, now wide receiver and super flex is harder. Um, So I think that's an interesting, I'm actually pretty surprised how many people want to keep the three wide receiver. Um, given how hard it is to get three to four receivers starting on your team. I think, I think for me, I've said it a million times, the wide receiver position is the deepest in fantasy football. So like, if you look at our waiver wire right now, you can pretty easily pick up a wide receiver who is at least a slot wide receiver on a decent team. Whereas running backs is, is very rarely that case. So that's, that was my approach and why, well, I have, I voted, you know what? So I voted for the eight, if I shifted my vote, I would vote for the three wide receivers, which then would, that would take the lead. I'd Ooh. be curious what the other two who voted for eight would do as well. Um, yeah. But that's my approach, and I think that's what I would guess. That's what others are thinking as well, that running back is such a shallow position that they like this three wide receiver thing. Um, and I'll, I'm not going to go back to the eight, but my whole point on the eight was – we're adding an incremental starter this year than we've ever had before. I think it makes the most sense to put that in wide receiver, which is why, why I was vocal about that before this season, just because it is the deepest position in the league. Most teams rotate four or five wide receivers, the slot receiver now in the NFL, fucking Josh Reynolds or whatever his name is on the Rams, like guys like that pop up and make names for themselves and become relevant. Michael Hardman earlier in the season, there's other guys that, well, I don't love it, which is why I was huge for the super flex. I still like that more than trying to pick up some third string running back who could honestly be scratched before the game. Like happened like LaShawn McCoy last week. Someone would have been starting him and he got healthy scratched before the game because he was third on the running back depth chart. So that's, yeah. that's I mean, I think an unintended it. consequence that I'm just thinking of now as well is if you go to the three wide receiver, one super flex, you've basically eliminated the ability to play that second tight end too. And so that's one of my concerns is yeah. that's kind of a fun yes. thing for me. Like I actually really enjoy that's that. That's a big, like if you want to pick I up Kelsey and you want to pick up, you know, whoever OJ Howard, if he was good and play him some week at this point, I mean, well, you can still play. Two I think that's a matter of, a, I think that's a matter of perspective. I think your super flex then could be a second tight end if you yeah. really wanted to. That's been our yeah. whole point this whole time that it's not an obvious decision to start a quarterback in the super flex. Yeah. Maybe starting a tight end there makes more sense because they're full point PPR. Like I think I actually think the opposite, the exact opposite of that. Yeah, is, no, that's actually not. It brings tight end into play into super flex more. But if you have that, 
if you have a flex position and you use your second tight end there, well, then you better damn well, you know, maybe have a, either a legit top two wide receiver on a team as your super flex, or it's going to have to be that shitty quarterback that might only put up 10 points. But that's to me, a more obvious decision. If you have, um, I don't know. That's, that's the way that I'm looking at it anyway. The exact opposite <laughs> of what you just said. <laughs> Cause I, I agree though. I actually have come around on tight end. Like I agree that, that it, it's played out well that we give tight ends full PPR. I am done trying to well, change and I, that. I've yeah, and I understand people are kind of, oh, tight ends, who cares? But I, I like how they're a relevant position in the league. Like they, you can use that as a strategy. Absolutely. Um, which is why yeah, I have the so like, flex, because yeah, now so the quarterback's a strategy position. <laughs> right. So I get what you're saying with the flex, and it brings that into play, but I also think it gives tight end – the option, a, a bigger option to be played in the super flex, you know, if you have to start the three wide receivers. I mean, let's be honest. I'm, I don't love it either way because starting, having to start eight position players in a 14 team league is very, very hard. And we're seeing that this year. Hence, a team or two that's going to make the playoffs is going to be under 500. That's okay. But it's just, I think it's, that's how the talent pool has changed. Um, you know, I guess is, is limited when you have to start eight position players. Um, the lesser evil for me though, is making it the wide receiver so that it allows the most flexibility for that super flex. So we don't run into an issue where it is truly too obvious to start a quarterback. I don't have any stats to back that up and we're never going to know until we see it play out for the first season, but that's kind of clearly this is a step in the right direction, hmm. but what's next for a couple of videos are fun. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> awesome. What was that? I was just it's very so interested on ESPN.com. Um that was uh that's a great that's a great summary of the banging of the gavel to officially <laughs> announce Superflex is oh, it's so is happening. Um, moving this league forward. Yeah, so Superflex 2020. I would be interested to hear what the three people think. Obviously, we heard yeah, Dan. Um, it'll be fun when it's 7-7 seven, seven and we have to figure this out. Uh, but we will. And honestly... Well, it's not going to be 7-7 seven, seven because the last guy's never going to vote. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the last guy. Um, I, I do think the lineup thing is something that we could... It's not as big of a deal in terms of, hey, if you do it one way for a couple of years and people are sick of one, you can adjust that. Whereas the super flex is like league changing, right? Absolutely. Not as big of a deal. Uh, The other thing on the survey was the draft. So thanks to everyone for making this more confusing than it ever needed to be. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it was clear. Please select all of the draft for one day. Yeah, of course. (laughs) That you would vote for. Um, so, yeah, that sucked, guys. <laughs> uh, we all, we had less than half the league say Vegas, so I guess that's out-ish. Um, ten people did say Chicago on September 5th, which is funny because when we went through this, most people said September 5th yes. didn't work. <laughs> so... Is that a legit 10 people or like did Todd no, and Karen both vote? Sea City voted twice. So I don't know if that was both of them voted or they just did it twice. So I deleted one of them because they were the same response. 
Wow. And this this might be a stupid question, but all nine people who voted for Chicago on the 29th, did they also vote for Chicago on the 5th? I mean, I would have to look into guess. the responses. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, for me, from the very beginning, I, I think I exactly said this was if we could get 10 people into a city on the same day, that would be a huge success. That would be. So if that's a hard commit 10, I mean, sign me up. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I, I don't know. We'll throw it out there. Um, I know the 29th was not great for one person, but it, I'm confused. So we'll see. <laughs> well, why don't you just narrow it down? Can you narrow it down and say, okay, out of these two dates in Chicago, everybody vote for yeah, one? Yeah, we could do that. That's probably the way to do it, huh? Yeah. I mean, it looks like... I mean, it wasn't even that resounding against Vegas, too, right? It's like... Uh, we had six. Vegas is not happening. <laughs> well, for you, for the rest of us, it's happening. <laughs> We're going to have a great time, so... You, you don't even get to draft yeah, next year. You auto-draft. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, draft, yeah. I'll draft Sammy Watkins for instead of Christian McCaffrey for you next year. Um, <laughs> Because that's All right, the same so thing. So we're gonna revote <laughs> on the draft. <laughs> Elliot's ranked seventh this week. How is Elliot ranked seventh this week? He's ranked behind Derrick Henry. Yeah. Derrick Henry, I'll put up two points as we talked about last week. <laughs> Whatever you're looking at is a joke. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Must must be. We will revote on the draft. Um, yeah. Anything else, guys? Dan, do we have any other topics? I don't remember. I nope, suck. we covered it. It was it was the it was the extra keeper, and it was the three wide receivers versus the flex super flex. It. So we did it. We got Pretty Greg's successful. opinion. We need about. I think we still need a few more solid opinions before we can kind of revote on that one. So let's get that now, going this week. Now the big question is: Do you guys re-listen to this podcast once you post it? Yeah, I usually listen to it. Do you? Okay. Sometimes. Because <laughs> I was just thinking, am I really going to listen to this tomorrow <laughs> after being on it? Uh, you should. Uh, I usually listen to yeah. it to make sure nothing sounds stupid. Um, gotcha. Like this like part the of the conversation. Like the whole second half of the podcast. <laughs> well, it's all stupid. <laughs> that I was on. <laughs> Here we are. Um, I am looking forward to, at this point, we have had everybody on the podcast. So now I think, Dan, we got to start thinking segments, making this a little more streamlined, you know, because next year we can't doing think, it. We can't talk rules every, every week. Oh, yeah. we're going to talk gonna about? have some good ideas. It's going to be great. We're going to compare owners to cat species. Ooh, that's a fun and, radio uh, show thing. We're going to have a lot more polls on the Slack because <laughs> we know how much I love polls on the Slack. What's your favorite ice cream We should flavor? do more polls on the Slack. We should do something where like we have like random we, we question rank, like the top 5 things every week. <laughs> like top 5 like horror movies or top 5 fast food chains and we should do a podcast about it. <sighs> I don't I don't know if you're just jealous or really excited about top five lists because they're great. Uh, mm-hmm. But I am excited for the next two weeks. It's going to be fun because, I mean, every game is important. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dynasty time. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. 
No, I, I think this year has, has worked out pretty damn well. Like who's going to make it and then what seeds are going to be. And there's money for top who? Top two or three? Or how does that work? Craig, you're making me look up rules and stuff. That's um, the top, I think regular season top two get paid, maybe? I think you're right. First place. But to Craig's point, second place, every third single place game wins. this week matters. Third place wins money. Yeah. So, third place regular season wins money. Um, All right. Yeah. Every single game matters. Consolation draw still matters. Ooh, that's going to be another one. Actually, consolation draw doesn't matter because we need to figure out how we do the draft order next year. So, that'll be fun. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) I thought consolation winner got paid something. Well, you get 50 bucks. bucks. So, it does matter a little. Yeah. I mean, that that matters. But from a draft perspective, any thoughts on that? That. Oof. I guess you just pulled out of a hat. Uh, there's no <laughs> other way to do it other than pulling out of a hat. And uh, you can make people do something. We're gonna have to. Yeah, it's like like, uh, like the NHL when they came out of the lockout. That's where I started to get the it's idea because totally we were talking about 20, 2005 when they came out of the lockout and how it was the most complicated system ever of the odds, and it was like the last three years of standings and all this stuff. Oh, we don't need to do that. So for the 12 of us who listen to this podcast who don't know anything about hockey, can you explain <laughs> what you're talking about? There was a lockout. They needed to draft, and they rigged it so that Pittsburgh or New York would get the Sidney Crosby. Oh, great. So they, they gave the benefit to the big markets. I mean, there there is so, well, Pittsburgh thought behind that this system was so damn complicated, and if you look at it, it really only benefited like the Rangers – and the, I don't know if it was Chicago or LA, like the top four markets were the top four <laughs> odds or something like that, um, which was kind That's of funny. Insane. But yeah, the Rangers lost anyway. We so could it matter. We could yeah. uh, go based on the last five years of playoff success in dynasty time. You could, no, I just, think we just do it random. I think I think Lance would love that idea. <laughs> oh, poor Lance. <laughs> All right. Well, we will figure that out. AKA, it'll probably just be random. Craig, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Sorry about <laughs> the late tardiness. <laughs> but glad, it was glad, fun. Uh, I'll enjoy listening to future podcasts and watching how the league unfolds. That's right. It's always good talking to you, Craig. All right. Yeah. We will talk to everyone next week. Bye bye. <laughs>